Warning. If disturbed by strong terms, the following episode may not suit your constitution. Please exercise discretion and go away. Thank you. Life replicates, mutates, adapts, and so, as a rule, expands to fill all of its possible environments. The universe should therefore be teeming with life. After 13 and some billion years, signs of engineering by advanced alien civilizations should be evident. There is, however, no such evidence, at least nothing sufficiently concrete, beyond our own existence. This is the Fermi Paradox. The Great Filter refers to yet unknown reasons why this paradox is apparently so. Is there some obstacle to survival most life forms fail to overcome? Has humanity already surpassed this? Or is there something we have as of yet failed to anticipate? Since the first human slid its freshly evolved thumbs into the eye sockets of their enemy, all to snatch a meagre chunk of rancid bison meat from their dying grip, our species has tended to expect that everything will ultimately turn out okay. In reality, the precise opposite is the case. Being alive is like living in a mirror maze filled with hyenas. The maze itself is undergoing change, is bigger and more complex than one mind can model. And the hyenas are tireless, unscrupulous bastards who laugh at our pain. In 2167, the facts of our situation finally dawned on pretty much everybody, and so humanity collectively agreed to burn down the sky. Launching trillions of interstellar fusion bombs to destroy all stars so as to make the vault of heaven truly reflect the depth of our own emptiness. This, we realised, represented the solution to Fermi's paradox. Namely, that every sufficiently intelligent species establishes the following as self-evident. That decay is inescapable, that God is a lie, and that death is indeed the final obliteration. Being a conscious living entity, in short, is a study in persistence, despite the suffering that howls through the core of our being. On evaluation, our project to blow up the universe was of course doomed by its overweening ambition. It was therefore decided instead to pursue a methodology of individual acts of nihilistic destruction. From 2168 up until a full decade later when it was eventually suggested a good way to start making life more bearable at a structural level might be to employ our unmatched resources to meet the basic needs of all people, 
we instead tried to find ways of punishing reality itself. Notable instances included the spherical horror of 2172. Tired of beholding the gawping faces of her customers, a Barnsley sandwich artist modified a virus to transform their heads into perfectly smooth, fleshy spheres. Nourishment was obtained by peeling back the skin like some glutinous meat flour, then tempting swarms of insects to clamber towards its centre. By forcing some captive insects to do sexy dances, the hapless mutant could attract ever more insects to digest. Even after their change was reversed, most people were left psychologically destroyed by the experience. In some cases, the various wasps, bluebottles and gnats had coordinated together to take executive control of their hosts, moving them to accelerate the change by planting themselves waist-deep in soil, unfurling writhing stamens drenched in hot foam to attract even larger insect swarms. Thus, eventually forming a singular continent-spanning hive mind with motives comprehensible only to itself. The not-quite hubris of 2180. After the Antichrist rightfully ascended her dark ebony throne in 2036, enacting, it was largely agreed, many sensible and progressive policies around social welfare and civil rights, many were incensed, fearful of her socialist leanings. A second flight of American pilgrims therefore chose to retreat into the myriad chasms and caves of the Rocky Mountains, hoping to wait out what must surely be the end of days. When, after 40 years, this failed to happen, the children of these original pilgrims took the time to research and critically reflect on their own nation's social and political history, and immediately abandoned their parents' half-baked ideals. The final, and perhaps most tragic, was the... Uh, In 2187, there remain only the palest, barely formed impressions of Even so, what little remains communicates a sense of something heart-shatteringly beautiful and poignant, now lost. Feelings, those of a more overtly repressed temperament, were profoundly disturbed by. They were so disturbed that they instigated a global transmission of weapons-grade theta waves, trying to obliterate the memory of this object's ever-existing. It is hoped, one day, the transmitter will be rediscovered and turned off allowing the more well-adjusted majority to enjoy it once again. Today was the day of the great bubblegum blowing contest.